It's on. Oh, yeah. We got another crisp. Wow, that's a lot of fizz. But we got a crisp, cool opening here on The Covert Show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We got the episode right this week. It's episode 59. We're rolling. Wow. Yeah, right up front. (laughs) Your boy remembered what episode it was, and thank God. But we got everybody starting off here, and welcome back. We are both playing our games. We got MLB The Show 23 on Nick's screen, and then we got... Good old Madden 95 sitting on the good old JC, who had an interesting night as I immediately fly out to left or to right center field. It was a deep fly out. Yeah. Tough start. But JC had an interesting night, and we'll talk about this early because, I mean, it's it's a big thing to talk about at the moment, but the NHL playoffs are getting rolling, and my Florida Panthers made a playoff appearance. (laughs) That ended... Very quick and clean as, oh, that ball bounces off the pitcher and we're going to get thrown out at first still. How in the effing hell did we get thrown out? I'll leave the F-bombs for the end. Yeah, I know. I contained myself, but we're three pitches in, and I take that. But the Carolina Hurricanes end up defeating the Florida Panthers earlier this evening as we'll get some scores here as I take two strikes while I'm trying to load that up. But, I mean... The NHL playoffs have started, and for a lot of hockey fans, especially JC included, that's a big, it's a big weekend. It's a big start to the day. The Devils had the Capitals, the Panthers had the Hurricanes. They snuck in, the Panthers did, snuck in fairly quickly. Because we talked about it all week, or we talked about it in the last episode, and we were texting about it a lot in last week, saying Panthers might not make it, like we're... It's it's on the board. They made the playoffs. They lost quick. All right, I'm going to stop you right there. The regular season concluded today. <laughs> Fuck. Well, there goes. <laughs> well, that didn't take very long. No. All right, there goes so, Nick's. There goes Nick's smartness for the day. So take it away. Backtrack here. So what was on? What was at stake today was who was playing who in the first round. And so there you go. we'll start with the old. <laughs> Devil. <laughs> Gosh, I'm an idiot. Uh, well, <sighs> it, you live the and devil, learn. The Devils needed a win and a Florida win to win the division. Devils get down three, no, four to one. Come back and win in overtime. So you're thinking, all right. And then you look at the Florida game against Carolina. Two to nothing. Two to nothing early. You're like, all right, well, you know, we didn't expect anything out of Florida anyway. Barkov, Lomberg have other ideas. Third period tied at two, just four minutes into the third. Carolina, 21 seconds apart. Makes it 4-2. Then they make it 5-2. Good old Florida is able to make it 5-4 before an empty natter with one minute to go. Devils are going to get second, but that does mean that the old Devils and the Rangers are rumbling in the first round. The bad news for you, and you might be onto something about being quick out of the playoffs, you get the juggernaut that is Boston. So good luck with that. Yeah, that's a team that's 34 and 3 at, or 34, 4 and 3 at home. Uh, Islanders get Carolina. Toronto and Tampa, the other matchup. And as we're talking right now, the West Coast, 
or Western Conference has not been settled and won't be settled tonight because Colorado can win tomorrow and win the Central. Dallas is done. Minnesota's done. And right now Vegas and Edmonton are tied in the Pacific Division. If Vegas gets a point of any kind, they win the Pacific and are the top seed in the conference. If they lose, Edmonton is the top seed and wins the division. Those keeping score, that just jumped into the third 2-1. So by the time we wrap up, this might be done. Also, Kings are struggling with the uh, Ducks right now. 4-3. So love to see it. It's, it's safe to say that still, even with my dumb knowledge of hockey, and I will, I will say dumb, like on a full physical standard of dumb knowledge of hockey, that there are still tight races within the NHL. Well, the East is settled. Yes. Everybody in the East is settled. But the West does have some races going down the line. The playoffs start on the 17th. Okay. So, so, and both JC and I have talked about it because we, we did say if, and this was before my knowledge of last night, we talked about having a watch party. How we would do that... We still might have to do something. That oh, we yeah. Play, unless the Devils are a sweep, in which case, well, that was, it was fun while it lasted. Yeah. But I don't think it'll be a sweep. Well, and I will say, there will be a Florida Panthers game at one point, hopefully, if I'm not in Wyoming at the time, which I very oh, may so be for turkey hunting. But there will be a potential chance that Nick actually gets to watch a Florida Panthers hockey game and will be fully invested in this game because I would love to see the Devils play the Panthers. Will it actually happen? Probably not. because If it does, it's a conference final, and we will uh, be very enthused because <laughs> you will have beaten Boston and either Tampa Bay and Toronto. Yes. And, so, and, and then, you know, on the other side of that, we'll be like, this might be the hottest team in all of hockey right now. But, you know, it's the playoffs, so we'll see. And the one thing that I have seen from playoff hockey and just hockey in general is teams can play, and this is pretty much for every sport, but at the same time, teams can play different. But at the same time, you're, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but defense and goalie, I think, matters more in anything when it comes goalie. to, yes, goalie matters more yep. in playoff hockey than anything that I have ever seen. Because you can still, um, in in a lot of sports, baseball, you can still have a lot of hitting, and you can still have a lot of offense. But if your pitching can get you out of situations, you're fine. Football, it's the same thing. Your defense can get you a lot of, or get you out of a lot of situations, but your offense still has to score because defense can't do everything. Goalie in hockey is the one thing that I can say that I have kind of seen as a constant that just regulates a lot of shit when it comes to sports. And you can tell me if I'm wrong. Well, you look at hockey in general, your playoff scores of one to nothing, two to one in multiple overtimes are very common. Yes. So it's kind of like you said with baseball. I mean, pitching gets you to where you need to be. It's the age old adage of defense wins championships. Very true. And, but yeah, a good keeper is, absolutely necessary to make a run and frankly two good keepers because you're not going to have one guy that's going to be playing you know 40 games or however many you need to win the playoffs yeah well and that's the thing that you kind of honestly have to look at too is like how 
in hockey is your, and this is coming from an outside standpoint, because I will say, like, we have talked about it a lot that Nick's knowledge in hockey is not that bright because I just have not been around it as much. I have not watched it as much, but still line changes and everything. Like you have to be so on it. You have to be very, when it comes to that, you have to be so on key that it, it's definitely a major thing because you can miss a line change or do it wrong. And there could be a, there could be a goal within a, in a couple of seconds, like hockey. Well, you know, you talk about line changes. There's two things there. You know, you can have a busted play that ends up in the opposing team scoring, or you can get too many men on the ice penalty. Exactly. So, so there's a lot of things that kind of go into hockey that you kind of like miss as a fan kind of looking in from the outside in. There, Like there's a lot of things that matter when it comes to this. But at the same time, like we were both saying, goalies tend to matter a hell of a lot when it comes to the playoffs because you don't see a lot of games that go 5-1, 5-2, like very, very, very high-scoring games. Like goalies matter when it comes to the NHL playoffs. Well, I think in the first round, that might be one of your exceptions. Like, you know, not to pick on your team, but (laughs) Florida going against Boston. And, and, you know, when everybody goes final and we probably record some kind of segment to go through the brackets on each side, I have a hard time buying Boston's just going to run through like everybody thinks they are, even against Florida. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to make any bracket picks till you know, the Western Conference comes out too with who's done what. Vegas up 2-1 last I saw in the third. If Vegas wins, it's over. But we won't know anything until Friday. So hopefully they, you know, we get this out early enough. But um, yeah, I think it's fascinating because Dallas and Colorado is coming down to the last singular last day, like like for Carolina and New Jersey tonight. Yeah, you know both teams are going into the postseason hot. I mean the Devils slightly better in my opinion, seven and three, five and five. But you know this is one of those weird games where it was talked about, and how I feel about the game too is it doesn't matter, but it does. Yeah, because you know it doesn't matter in the fact that we could have lost and it doesn't you're still playing the same team, but you coming back four, one down to win on the last day of the year. And Luke Hughes, by the way, who's a brand new devil devil, the brother of Jack Hughes scoring a game winning goal in overtime. It's going to give you another dimension going into the playoffs and you're going to need all the bodies you can get to play the ring. That's a hell of a first round matchup. You know, you look at the matchups, Toronto-Tampa is fascinating. Carolina-Islanders is interesting. Boston-Florida, I, I I don't see Florida making much out of it. I don't know. Uh, Islanders-Carolina fascinates the heck out of me, too. But you look at straight-up physicality and two teams that are going to go toe-to-toe that are going to be uh, at each other's throats. It's hard to see much more of a rivalry on the east side of things. And you look on the west right now nothing's finalized, but let's say the Vegas score holds. Edmonton, LA, Vegas would get Winnipeg. Uh, Seattle would get either Dallas or Colorado, and Minnesota gets saddled with whoever doesn't win the West. Mm -hmm. Which is a... I'm just going to be frank. Minnesota wants neither of those teams. I mean, Colorado is really good. 
Um, I like Dallas too. You know, Dallas is one of the teams that's been solid as well. And so we'll see how it pans out, but there's a lot of intrigue, especially on the East. I mean, you look at eight teams on the East, arguably all eight could make a run because even you look at Florida, who's the worst record team, worst point total, they're six, three and one in their last 10. And they came back from two goals down twice to make a game of it against Carolina, who's the two seed in the conference. So it's, it's fascinating. And that's the thing that you kind of, I would say when you look at hockey, it's, it's one of those sports that is almost just, you can see a lot of teams winning games and you can pretty much pick it. That's the thing that kind of almost as a sports fan is just kind of baffling to me is like when it comes to hockey, yes, a lot of things can still go wrong on the defensive side. Like you can't score, like you may not be able to pass to your star player, but still at the same time, hockey is one of those sports to where you can still get on a run very, very, very fast. And mm. you can still get on I I would say a very a very good system when it comes to like a play style. And like like I said, Nick does not know a lot about hockey. So if everything he is saying is bullshit, somebody's gotta tell the man. But at the same time, hockey is one of those sports to where if you have a good team, you are probably going to win much more than when it comes to say, like if you have the Golden State Warriors, for example, in basketball. Steph Curry goes cold for one night in some historic moment where Steph can't shoot. But you still have, at the time, like I'll probably pick the 20, we'll go all the way back to high school for this. We'll go like 2015. You'll have still Draymond Green. You'll have everybody that can still make a run for a player. But I feel like with hockey, you have a very specific team that is built around a a very good system that you can still make a run and have it not matter if somebody doesn't score on a night. You know what I mean? Well, that's part of, you know, you know, and, and watching the Devils all year. I'm biased. I will tell you that up front. But you look at Boston. You look at Tampa, who's record-wise isn't as good. But you look at Tampa. You look at New Jersey. The scoring depth there for those teams. Even yeah. Carolina. I haven't seen much of Carolina, you know, other than when New Jersey played them. But the scoring depth is there. And that's something, like you said, I mean, you know, for the Devils, if Jack Hughes has an off night, Dougie Hamilton can pick it up. Or if Jack Hughes has an off night, Jesper Bratt can pick it up. You can go down the list of a whole bunch of guys, and then you bring in the, you know, the Curtis Lazars and the Andre Palats in the offseason that have experience where this team, the Devils haven't made the playoffs in five years. So nobody on this roster has, you know, outside of the two I just mentioned, and there's some that have had some experience elsewhere, but for a Devils team in their youth, uh, in their youthfulness, um, not nearly as much playoffs experience. So, yeah, it's fascinating. Uh, Vegas, 12, <coughs> excuse me, 12.22 to go, 2-1. Oh, so well. they're, uh, they're on the brink. But like I said, we won't know West Conference in, uh, in its entirety until tomorrow night. So, well, we know uh, our our good old boy Kenny Kenny Wexler. He's actually at an Aviators game for AAA back in 
Las Vegas right now, but we know he is watching that game closely because he is a big Vegas Golden Knights fan. He has been <laughs> since the team has, you know, kind of come up. But we know uh, he's at least trying so he's to keep... he's a bandwagon fan. Uh, well, okay, so here here is now an interesting topic. Oh, boy. Can you actually call somebody a bandwagon fan? When a team in their hometown that has not had a team come up and now has a new team. Like, I, I feel like when you, you say when he when he says when they came up. So are you talking like he's been a fan since day one back in 2017 when they were first established? Or are you talking he became a fan this year? Well, because there's two important distinctions there. No, he he came he became a fan back when it was in the original like so when they first yes, when they first came up. He became okay, a well fan then, back not then. A, he's not a bandwagon fan then because he's been there from the start. Yes. And even somebody like my brother who knows knows more now than he did, but no when he first became a fan knew nothing. Yes. That's not a bandwagon fan. I thought you meant he was like becoming a Vegas fan now right before no. the playoffs and like okay yeah but still though the question like if you have a team that comes up in your hometown and you decide to become a fan of them because they're in their hometown and then all of a sudden for Vegas because this was a big thing Vegas when they became a team got a lot of players and especially one of them was their goalie flurry they had a lot of good guys on that roster, and they made a lot of big runs within the last couple of years. Does that technically count as a bandwagon fan because they got as good of a team as they did that fast, or are we just saying because it's a new hometown team and you decide to become a fan of them because you are a hometown person, is that a bandwagon? Well, it depends on what time of the year you liked them. If you knew when that puck dropped in August that you, you know, they're brand new and you know, nothing, this team hasn't gelled. These teams shown you nothing. Yeah. Then you're not a bandwagon. But again, if you're joining up, you know, February, March, April, right before the playoffs, then yeah, you're probably a bandwagon fan. All right. But having said that, if you're a bandwagon fan and then you just, you know, roll into that next year, then, you know, you, you just become part of the fandom, I guess. Fair enough. Because that happened with the Toronto Blue Jays back in 2015. Because they hadn't made the playoffs in 20, Jesus. Yeah, 22 years at that point. So they just picked up a bunch of fans. And some fans stayed on. But there was a whole influx of bandwagon fans because of the, the power run, that yeah. team had. And so, yeah, it's an interesting, interesting discussion, no doubt. Well, and... Because that's the thing that you really have to look at. I mean, when it comes to hockey, the North is very, very... Like, the Northern 48, and then you tie Canada into the mix. The North of the North American continent is insanely big when it comes to hockey. You will have all your teams kind of around the country. Like, you have Florida, you have Tampa as, like, a Florida in-state team because everybody's going to look at me and be like, Nick, Tampa is Florida. Well, at the same time, when it comes to all these teams... Yes, facts. Tampa it, is indeed in Florida. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, like, when you have all these teams, there is... You have some teams down in the south, like 
the Dallas Stars, you've got the Carolina Hurricanes, and I mean, you've got St. Louis, who's in the Midwest. I mean, and then you throw Seattle over there, who's still in the Northern 48 in Washington. But I mean, you have a lot of South teams and not Northern teams. Like, hockey is a very Northern, I would say, populated sport when it comes to it. Well, it's more popular there, but it's one of those sports of, you know, it's kind of becoming popular everywhere. Exactly, because, I mean, still, like, I, I'm looking down the list here, and they're out of the playoffs, but San Jose, I mean, San Jose, California, and as Nicky Lopez just sends a rocket in a right center. By the way, the score is 3-1 after this home run. But still, <laughs> the Arizona Coyotes. Another tough day on the job. Exactly. No, I just hit a bomb. Oh, so you're top 3-1. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm winning. Right. I'm hitting. So... But I mean, still, Winning. yeah, but I mean, still like Arizona, the Arizona Coyotes. I mean, you wouldn't think that Arizona would ever have like an, and this is very stereotypical at a time. Arizona would never have a hockey team. You would never think that in the wildest dreams, but still Arizona has a hockey team. Arizona has a well, lot of teams. This is like the whole Tampa Bay lightning thing is, you know, everybody goes, Oh, they're just a Florida team. Look at the cup. Yeah. Look at how many cups that team has. Yeah. You know, you have your, your places where you expect hockey to be, but there's a fandom for it everywhere. Yeah. And you don't really realize how popular it is until you, you know, watch and, you know, with other sports doing things that are questionable at best at times. Fair enough. <laughs> you know, hockey's one that it has its controversies that we're not going to get into, but it's not marred with the same controversy as, you know, pro football, for example, where every single week it's a, a new thing pro football is doing that is. I just made a kid quit. Less than ideal. Wow. I oh, literally what? just made a kid quit. I had a double in the gap with Nelson Cruz, and I've hit my fourth double of the game. I made a kid quit, and I'm up 5 1. You so. absolutely <laughs> love to see it. Eight fifty one to go third quarter, two one Vegas for those keeping score at home. There we go. And if you're listening to this podcast, this game's already gone final. So, you know. Yep. We like to we like to keep it real while we're talking about it though. <laughs> we're going. Also, Nick just made a kid touch, quit. Touchdown J E E S Jets. We love the Jets. <laughs> we may not actually love it when it comes to the NFL. Excuse me. But we love the Jets on this podcast. And 40 to nothing, by the way. Oh, my gosh. Over New England. I don't remember what quarter we're in. <laughs> we might be in the third quarter. There hasn't oh. been a lot of scoring. I'm not going to lie to you. I was going to say, because we posted a picture. I said, what team is JC going to drop 100 on next? And would it be on this podcast? We'll probably see. Because, I mean, we've still got a lot of time on this podcast, depending on how far we want to go. This is the third quarter, and it's 40 to nothing. <laughs> I am performing at best right now. But, I mean, still, hockey is one of those sports to where, like I've said before, sitting down and watching it, it took a crowd to get me to sit down and watch it because I was roommates with guys from Minnesota. They, One of them really loved watching wild hockey. I had a roommate from Vegas when Vegas started a team. I was there, and he watched Golden Knights hockey, and he started getting into it. They both watched hockey there. 
there in the lounge. And so I sat and I watched hockey with them. And I was more or less kind of on the the standpoint of, like... Whatever, dude. Just happy to be here. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, I understood the game. Because it was, and for a lot of people, this might offend people, it was kind of like soccer to me on just the point of you still had an offsides penalty, you still had players able to be kind of, I will say, behind enemy lines, but still like you couldn't almost, from basketball terms, you couldn't cherry pick. And so I was able to understand part of the game when it came to that standpoint. From then on, I really didn't know much of the penalties. I knew what slashing was. I knew, like, uh, tripping. I knew, basically, that was my knowledge. And so, cross checking, cross checking, boarding. Yeah, like I, I knew Seattle's the, on a power play with seven twenty to go on the third. Hell yeah, we love and you know RC is just uh, he's he's chomping he's at the bit stress, right now. Right. <laughs> he's, he's feeling big stress. Yeah, and so I, I will say this, I. For Kenny, I would love to see Vegas win, but at the same time, I'm just I'm cheering for a good game because I don't have a dog in the fight at the moment. Like it that and that's probably a well, bad thing to say, say. You're not you're not uh, you're not an East Coast you're not a West Coast team. No, nope. so you're in the same position I am. Yeah, like I hope they win for RC, but if it's like <laughs> I, I don't really care at this point because yeah. the West Coast and his team's in already. <laughs> yeah, RC it's and Kenny are there. There are like kind of golden boys it's riding funny that. Because oh no. I'm facing Vegas. Shohei Otani in this next game. Son of a bitch. Rip, Rip dude. I have because hit Vegas, in the last Adler game, I have hit better of him. Uh, say that one more time. I was going to say, and the other thing is, you have to remember, Vegas and Seattle are already in the playoffs. Yeah. So. There is. But it's a big deal for Vegas right now on the road because they're trying to clinch that title, baby. Yeah. So, when it comes to hockey, there are still a couple of games open. There are plenty of playoffs to be had. So, don't listen to Nick at the beginning of this podcast. If you have lasted this long to 26 <laughs> minutes, which we hope you friggin' have, I'm also facing a team that's 3-0 at the moment. But, um, if you have lasted 26, minute, 26 minutes into this podcast, excuse me, I have like a like an air bubble. But um, if you have lasted this long, don't listen to me at the beginning. The postseason is starting soon for hockey fans. So get ready. Stanley Cup is going. Yeah. Now, when it comes to that, hopefully your team wins. Hopefully it succeeds. If you are. No, hopefully fa- the Devils win. And well, the Devils succeed. I was I'll getting there. If you are if you are a fan of this podcast and you don't have a hockey team, you can either, which JC just blatantly shoved out, you can pick the Devils because we have an avid hockey watcher on the screen. If you are a person like me, pick the Panthers because they may shock some people. Made a run a couple years ago. They're looking for it. So... With that, I can't wait for us to put this bracket together. Oh, dude! Because you I, know, once everything goes final, probably Saturday, I'm gonna send a, a, you, or you it. can make your own bracket, I guess. But I'm gonna be making a bracket, and I'm gonna go how many games I think. Also, Vegas just killed off the power play, five oh nine to go, third period, two one Vegas. There you go. I will. I, will. I, I think it's fascinating because you know, 
<laughs> granted, mine's going to be probably pretty predictable. I mean, well, I'll be in real. As much but, as it can. It's, fast, it's just interesting because the East is so good. Yeah. And RC, you know, whenever he comes back on this podcast, which may, might be never, I don't know. <laughs> RC I've been trying has to get not him on been a faithful. He's been... I've been trying to get him on for two months. <laughs> We've got him on what? Anyway, once in like once. two and a half, three months? Once in the 2020 week. <laughs> once. We appreciate anyway, everything. 46 to 7. 46 to 7. There you but go. he was getting all irritated with me because I'm like, the East is eight times better than the West is. Which, in all fairness, I mean, looking Boston, at point Carolina, totals. New Jersey, and Toronto are better than the top four. And throw in the Rangers, as much as that pains me to say, but the top five teams in the East are better than the top five teams in the West. Yeah. But, you know, we, I also get to see the talent level of these teams more often, too. But uh, I just have a hard time seeing, unless it's like the Islanders or Florida that make the title game, that the East is going to get blown out. I think it goes to six games. I don't think it's you no know, a sweep. For a Stanley and, Cup uh, final. Right. But it, it's going to be interesting but yeah we can't do any brackets because nothing's final yet well we will definitely have to make sure we will post both brackets on social media because we will need to see how nick's bracket does when it comes to jc's because if i predict a couple of upsets which i will have probably two on there well you got florida winning it all so that's one actually i <laughs> As much of a fan base as I am, I will probably never pick a fan base to win again. Because one, I've seen Iowa State get beaten basketball. As a kid, oh. I picked Texas to win March Madness once. Because Nebraska, when I was young and since then, has never really made the March Madness tournament. Football's no different. When it comes to college baseball, I pretty much have my teams. Except, like I don't make a bracket for college baseball, but... I will sit and cheer for a team when they get to the College World Series. But right. otherwise, like, I'm... That would be a complicated bracket to make, in all fairness. Dude, you have 64 teams. We tried to... So, for the... And they're potted up. Oh, yeah. Too. yeah for those of you... Complicated. For those of you who don't know that if you're new to the show, I am also on another podcast where we strictly talk college baseball. We will do eight teams at the beginning of the year as our, like, previous eight teams of like who we think would win the college world series. Right. 99% of the time, none of those teams make it. We have probably three teams a piece, maybe two to three teams a piece that actually make it. Otherwise it's a clusterfuck at that point. Cause we have no clue because college baseball becomes such a damn thing. But anyways, I will probably have a couple of upsets in the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs that will either say yes to the dress or they'll bow out. So we'll have to see how that goes. 419 to go third period, 2-1 Vegas. And yes, we're going to be keeping tabs on this matchup we'll the go. entirety of the podcast. We got you, hockey fans. So while we're doing that, I want to shout out what I'm drinking today. Go for it. It's 
it's it's an interesting one. I don't know how many people on this podcast here have heard about it, but you know, this is a good segment to you know talk about. Dish it it's out. Something out of the something out of the ordinary. Parlor root beer. It's uh, mostly you know East Coast thing. Like uh, I'm looking at the map here, like Eastern Pennsylvania and like Virginia and Ontario. I think you know the closest retail locations, if you will. And, and that's not anywhere. It's <laughs> not anywhere close to Iowa. So I got a mailed to me. Not even close. Because you know we. Uh, I just thought, God, those sound good. I had them at the incarceration festival. Okay. This last year. Really good on a hot day, let me tell you. So we just got the regular old root beer. You know, they're coming in a multitude of flavors, if you will. And, right. uh, yeah, we've, we've got the um, butterscotch, Burt's beer, and good old just regular old root beer. That sounds, the butterscotch one sounds phenomenal. The uh, regular old root beer is top shelf, buddy. So, okay, this might be a dumb question for me, but this is this, like, do you know if it is an alcoholic, what, like, content? No, it's is not it? alcoholic. Not alcoholic? Okay. It's non-alcoholic. Okay, so Which, there, you, there know, you go. For our younger listeners on the podcast who are not, not eligible to partake, there you go. You have some root beers. Now, They're good. I will say... For the older generation who is there, the butterscotch one. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna pick on that one because butterscotch is kind of bomb. What? They're, do you, they're all bomb. They they are bomb. <laughs> Trying to add that as like a mixture, like for a mixed drink or just for a cocktail, that would be phenomenal. You have yeah. a lot of well, different options. I was going to say, you know, the other thing with these, you know, they're, they're kind of expensive for what they are. Okay. But they're really good. Is They're kind of a nice step away. You know, if you're, you're drinking and you want something, you know, they come in a glass bottle. Yeah. So, you know, it looks like you're drinking still. If you want something to step away from the alcohol, oh, minutes, yeah. there you go. But, yeah, a mix a butterscotch root beer, yeah, that would be. That is. Hmm. There, there are so I'm, I'm thinking about it now. I'm, I'm on one. I'm thinking about uh, potential, and I just got okay. Never mind. That was the third out of the inning. Sorry, I got oh, focused. But swing I'm, and a miss. But yeah, you know, I think you know they're a good, they're a good little. You know, you're gonna have to you pay a little bit, but you know that's part of shipping root beer to yourself is you know. You're you're gonna yeah. spend a lot, but you know, well, it's, so it's kind of like a treat, if you will. Yeah, this isn't gonna necessarily be one you down an entire twelve pack while you're sitting there. You're gonna have one, and like like today with the podcast, you, you know, I opened it an hour ago, and we're still sipping on it. But yeah, go. that festival, that festival when it's you know blazing out <laughs> and it's ice cold. Oh man, so. Can we get? It doesn't get much better than that. Just throwing that out there. Apparently not. So shout out to Parlor. There you go. So Parlor root beer, the best fucking root beer ever. So just to you know, kind of partake their business and for a potential sponsor, you know, for the non-alcoholic side of the show and for the younger generation, and also just because 
it would be interesting to try because I'm still fixated on the damn butterscotch because I love butterscotch. <laughs> How much would it cost to ship a and? How much would it cost to ship a pack to Iowa? So or here's the thing: the U.S. We'll potentially, because I'm curious well, now. It's 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 all inter it's all uh, intercountry, if you will. It's all okay. inside. So here's how it breaks down: a four pack, oh, ten Lord. bucks. Okay. Which I know what you're thinking, and yes, that is that is a little bit, a little bit. So they give you the opportunity to mix and match a twenty a twelve pack. So if you're good at math, which this show is not, we are a twelve not. pack is thirty bucks. But you have to remember, there's different flavors here. Okay. So you can mix and match that, and so I don't know, forty five fifty probably all told, which for a twelve pack is a little much, but to me it's worth it. All right. You know, when we get together, we're gonna have to. I'll, we gotta buy a 12 pack of these and have a I was going to say evening if you will we'll have to split we'll have to do something with this mm. cuz I would be I'd be yeah. curious on this just to try uh, all of these I was going to say the only one I've had is root beer but I'm with you butterscotch and the birch one uh, there's not a flavor that sounds bad here I was going to say the birch <laughs> one also does sound good but I'm I'm so fixated I don't know why butterscotch to me just sounds phenomenal i am also like battling a sneeze right now and i like you know that feeling when you have and i don't know why this came up random because i was the camera was sitting here and i'm like looking at it that feeling when your nose starts to burn so bad that you feel like you're in a sneeze and all of a sudden it just magically goes away and you're just like yep i needed the satisfaction of said sneeze and you didn't get it i'm like oh yep. my lord oh I just yeah, that's, that's on a list of things such, you hate a, to see. <laughs> such an anecdote, and this is going to be an even farther anecdote because my uncle, God bless his soul, still <laughs> still alive by the way, for that last comment. <laughs> I was going to say that this, this is already a weird. Intro. I know, <laughs> but nicest dude you'll ever meet. Like so so fun. He literally will tell you, and I don't know. Because I I can never take him seriously. Sometimes he will always ask, or not always ask. He will always tell you as soon as somebody's sneezing. He goes, "Gosh, dang it! I hate sneezing. I have no freak. Seriously, I have no freaking clue if this is like an inside joke from my parents when they knew him when he was younger. Like all of this, I have no clue." He will always say as soon as somebody sneezes, it's gosh darn it, I hate sneezing. And I'm like, dude. That's weird. <laughs> it's but at the same time though, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about it and I'm like, well, I hate freaking sneezing because it's like I'm either gonna sneeze or I'm not gonna Is it sneeze. Because your heart stops when you do it. Oh, dude. And you just don't like the fact that your body just stops functioning for a split second when you sneeze. I never even think about the body stopping. Like I'm I'm like, well, now you do. <laughs> oh, well, I've known the fact for a little bit. Like your heart stops as soon as you sneeze because that's the the golden age rumor of the God bless you is because your heart stops and you don't apparently you don't want to go straight to hell. And I'm like, well, wow, Jesus. <laughs> we we got deep. 
we got deep, but it's like uh, wow. apparently, like that is the the rumor is like your heart stops. So people said, "God bless you," as soon as they found that out, because if your heart stops, you die. If somebody doesn't say like "God bless you" or "bless you," you don't go to heaven. It's like a if you're from the, we're not gonna get into religion here. We're gonna. Move I was gonna on. say, how deep of a dive are you? <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm going historical, wow. but I'm not going that historical because we're you just did an absolute yeah. save of turning this podcast yeah. into an entire to, religion. Yeah. So but yeah, let's circle back to where we were going <laughs> with this. You know, we gotta we talk about it a lot on the show. We've never done like a live podcast, if you will. Yes. Where everybody's all in the same room. But I'm just saying, you know. Get a get a twelve pack of parlor, split the bill, and you know have a have a taste testing, if you will. That would be pretty dope, especially like Which, during the summer. I mean, summer. if I'm being honest, there's going to be other brews that are involved too. Oh yeah, we'll have a couple probably before the show, after the show, during the show, like mix with that. Might mix a couple of drinks. Like we'll we'll get in for the adult crowd, but at the same time though, it would be fun to try like different root beers when it actually comes to it. Cause I have not been a massive root beer guy, but mm. I'm willing to, well, that tr- makes one of us. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, we talk about parlor and I get parlor. A lot of credit is like, uh, I don't know if you want to say like a specialty root beer, but not a root beer you see all over the place. Yeah. A and W root beer is also top shelf. And I, I mean, I talked about this last episode or like two episodes ago, but a W and mug is really good. And bark is not for me. I was going to say, which, you know, we look at the, uh, the choices here of, um, the, the flavors. I don't know why I just had a moment there, but, um, the birch beer is a sharp taste. So, okay. Birch beer might not be it for me, but you know, I I am down to try all all three. I I'll be honest, I bought all three, so they're just they're just hanging hanging out, ready, waiting to be drank, waiting so, yeah. to be drank. Well, we'll have to try to see if we can get a live show at some point. We'll have to try to see if we can yeah. get that. Nelson Cruz just broke the scoreless tie in this game in the fourth inning over Shohei Otani, hitting a home run dead center, two nothing. Nuke. For those of you keeping track, because I'll do the score update this time, because I actually am trying to keep track of this game. 3-1, oh, Golden boy. Knights, 38 seconds left in the third period as oh. of my screen. So the Golden Knights are on one to potentially win this game. It's over. Vegas is indeed your you Pacific Division and Western Conference champ. Oh, boy. We have the final. RC is probably going nuts. RC is... I, I don't know what RC is doing. Well, it better be a win. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to text it. All I'm going to say is, go Knights, baby. Go Knights, because we know... Oh, nope, then that just broke up the perfect game, and then oh no. Gosh dang it. Well, that was a single or a double under the gap. Well, we're we're dealing with it. But there we go. So we have the NHL talked about done. That has been our, I think, our longest NHL segment on show history. We threw parlor in there. Oh yeah, you know. we threw parlor in there. But we were still talking about pretty much shout the NHL parlor. for the whole time. That's the second shout out. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> so parlor root beer Canada, give us a call. 
we'll be here. We'll be sitting. We'll be waiting. Sounds good. As well as the good old Bush Latte, even though a lot of that, that's a that's a more questionable subject for a lot of people. But still, we'll so we're taking RC that out. Is jacked up, as you can imagine. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. Let's see what he has to say. First West title in team history. His first question is, where's my merch to buy? Let oh. effing go. Well, I guarantee you I'll probably end up getting a text from good old Dr. Jack, a.k.a. Kenny Wexler here in a few minutes if I have not already. So we'll take a, <laughs> if not a Snapchat, which I have not heard from him because he is at the Aviators game in Las Vegas because he got a free ticket to go. It was $2 beer night in Vegas at an wow. Aviators game. Lucky bastard. He's sitting there enjoying a game. You know, the old iCubs. Hopefully, iCubs have a $2 beer night because I am always down for that. I was going to say, if we can find that, we will invite you up and we will record a podcast that night right after the game because the the iCubs were facing the Storm Chasers earlier this week. um, Which already? Yeah, they were just. Oh. Yeah, they were having a game. So, as we. Pop out Which to is the, the catcher. Transition. Yes. To our next topic. Because <laughs> I don't think otherwise we're going to transition. So I've got a transition for us. Well, the old Blue Jays. Which, as we take I this am. transition, Nick is going to have to take a quick bathroom break. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. No, we're yeah, calling. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Why? Open, he caught a touchdown jet, baby. J-E-T-S, oh, Jets, Jets, Jets. mercy. But the old Blue Jays lose to the Detroit. Wow, that was noisy. <laughs> the old Blue Jays lose to the Detroit Tigers 3-1, Jets 68, Patriots 21. I've given no score updates, so. You know, that's part of the game here. It's good, by the way. Uh, Blue Jays are 8-5. and five. Five games out of first place because Tampa Bay uh, doesn't know how to lose. But here's an important key there. The Blue Jays host Tampa Bay for three, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I've got confidence the Blue Jays will get at least one, if not two. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to, you know, say it. I think Toronto can take two of three from Tampa. Um, you know, we've got the, got the talent. It's in Toronto, and if we don't take them now, We've got four game series in Tampa um, that we do not play well in Tropicana Field, so we better get them now. Um, but you know, Blue Jays pretty good at home. We've only played three games, the three game series against Detroit, and won two of the three. Uh, you know, you'd like to have that one, like Kansas City taking three of four against OKC. You'd like to have, you know. Four of four, but you know, you look at these stacked AL East, thirteen and zero Tampa, eight and five Yankees and Blue Jays and Baltimore, seven and six respect, seventy six twenty one with sixty eight seconds to go. We're pulling it off. Many points, lots of points. Oh, how did he stop me? Wow, seventy six twenty one. The Jets closing in on that hundred piece, but I think we're a little too late. A little too late when it comes to that is what I've been hearing. But that's a that's all right. So, yeah, Tampa doesn't know how to lose. I was just telling our 
friends in the audience that Tampa doesn't know how to lose, but they're going to lose two of three to Toronto. So, well, <laughs> well, we'll see how that goes because Tampa is on. Oh, I'm I'm sensing the fact that you're uh, actually on the Tampa bandwagon and think they're the real deal. I'm 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 more or less just on the Tampa bandwagon of they have been offensively crushing the ball. I mean, their wins this year have been insane, as I'm hoping not. They've had one one-run game, and that was against Boston. Yeah. Everything else, they've had like five, four or five games where they scored 10-plus, and then add another two games where they score 8-plus. I mean, it's nuts. It's kind of insane how their offensive production has just been. Let me let me just say, it's insane. Yeah. 13-0 out of the gate. You know, I was, I was talking to somebody about this, and it's amazing to me. Out of the gate, 13 straight wins. In season, 13 straight wins. Teams do that almost yearly. It seems like there's one or two teams that get on a hot streak. But 13 out of the gate is insane when you think about it. It really but is. But then you look at who they played. And I'm not going to take any away from 13 straight yeah. because that's crazy. But you have to remember, their schedule consists of Boston for four, Oakland for three, Washington for three, and Detroit for, that'd be three, I assume. Yeah, three. You're... And so you look at that schedule. All those teams are not good. You're looking at a decently or a decently easy schedule, excuse me, as I got my words mixed up there, you're looking at a decently easy schedule. But at the same time, when it comes to baseball, yes, you have teams that are not as good. You have It's hard to win 13 straight games in any sport. Yes. and I mean, Let alone baseball, because it's day in, day out. You get one day a break. Yeah. You get like two or three days a month where you're not playing. So, like I said, I'm not taking anything away, but we do have to point out the fact. And you look at the end of their month. It's terrible. They have six games the rest of the month they are going to be competitive in. Yeah. They're going to have Blue Jays for three, Houston for three. They've got the Reds for three. That's probably easy A couple enough. of easy wins there. They've got the White Sox seven times in this month, which you won't win all seven. You'll win five of the seven probably. So you're looking at a team that might have only four losses at the end of the month. Which is insane. You doing agent? But then you flip the calendar. Yeah. And then you flip the calendar to Pittsburgh for three, which I think that'll be a bigger challenge than people give credit for. New York's on there six, seven times. Baltimore's on there three times. The Blue Jays are on there four times. The Brewers are on there. The Dodgers are on there. And the Cubs are on there. So you really start to light up. (laughs) Throw the Cubs on there. But. You start to see a better rotation of teams. Okay, drop the Cubs and Mets. You got the Dodgers, Blue Jays, Brewers, Yankees, seven times, Orioles, and Pirates. It's a whole different month. Yeah, you're looking. You're, you're looking at teams that are still much better than previous calibers, and yeah. so from. My dad also eighty four to twenty eight with eleven seconds to go. Oh Lord! And I'll get so to mathematically what... we can get two scores. We get to a hundred in game one. Can you though? Is that 
it's feasible. Oh, the ball's out. Oh, they got it back. It's over. They're not. We're not getting to a hundred. Sorry to hype everybody up. We'll get there. But I mean, <laughs> immediate like, letdown. <laughs> but I mean, when you look at Tampa's schedule, I mean, there are still there's a lot of winnable games, and I mean, so the win streak for the American League. What what does it come down to? Twenty two, twenty three for the all time win streak in the American League. Well, I was going to say to open up a year, this ties the record. Yeah, this straight out of the gate, which is like I said, insane. Yeah, because I mean, in baseball, there is no pushover. Like baseball is a game to where you could be so on one day, and for five days you could be incredibly off. No matter who's hitting what, no matter. Like, baseball is a sport to where it's weird, and I just gave up a game-tying home run because... 84-28, final score. Jets pick up the duh-buh-yah. There you go. Statistically, we outgained them 716 to 336. Not two, one of my more impressive efforts. Uh, uh, 2 nothing or 2-2 two to two here when it comes to all said and done because I gave up a home run on a fastball in the inner half that he was ready for. All right. Well, what do we got for game two here? Uh, let's go Jets Colts. Colts. We're picking. We're going. All right. See Jets, if we Colts can, it is. See if we can find a team JC can score a hundred on real quick as we get a. Well, we got eighty four, and it was a very slow first half. Mostly because I was talking hockey and not paying attention. So. I was gonna say baseball for me has not been on the start. But anyways, as we're going through it, 13 wins still to open up the year, 13-0 and in baseball. Thoroughly impressive. Football even going undefeated throughout the entire year. Still thoroughly impressive no matter what team you are, no matter if you're a non-Power 5 and you claim you're a national champion at the end of the year after winning 13 straight. Like there, There's a, a lot of talk about stuff, but at the same time, Tampa's offense right now is just lighting up the boards. I mean, they're scoring an average of probably six, seven runs a game. Easy. When you look at the rest of the major leagues, I mean, there is still a lot to be said. I mean, you're looking at teams that are still continuing to try to, oh, that ball is going to be overthrown, and I made an error. Gosh dang it, that could have got me out of the inning. Sorry. Blue Jays are second in the American League. You got the Twins at first with 9-4 and four in the American League Central. The Rangers are still leading in the American League West at the moment uh, with a 7-5 and five record. I mean, when you look at the American League, I mean, still, there's a lot of teams out of place that are winning, not winning. The Twins are one of those teams where I would say there's not out of place. The Angels, the Rangers, like the whole entire American League... Uh, American League West, when it comes to it, is just kind of out of proportion. Because you got Texas, you got LA. Hey man, sitting if at Houston top. doesn't win, if Houston like stalls out this year, I don't think anybody would be offended by that. Nobody's going to be offended by that. So, I mean, when it comes to that side of the bracket, or when it comes to that side of the MLB, everybody's kind of fine. When you look at the National League side, Braves are in order, Brewers are in order. Everybody said that. Looking at the National League West, this is the cluster at the beginning of the year. Arizona, 8-5. and five. 
Dodgers, 7-6. Padres, 7-7. Seven seven. We can go down the list. San Francisco, 5-7. Rockies, 5-8. Both of those two teams have been somewhat slow to start out the beginning of the last couple of years. Giants still make a couple of runs. Rockies have been non-existent for, I mean, I will say it, years. Rockies have been non-existent. Now, at what point do we begin to see a little bit more of a change? Is it going to be within the first month of the season, or are we going to have to wait for some of these teams? Because, I mean, there was a lot of big trade deals coming through. Free agency was kind of a big killer for some teams. Free agency was a big pickup for others. I mean, the MLB was kind of a rocky rocky shore when it came to the beginning of the year. Yeah, that is an interesting, you know, oh, the Colts just scored. What am I doing? Oh. But, yeah, there's going to be parity in some division. I mean, the most obvious one, and, and like I've talked to people about before, it's too early to say much, but maybe the West is the year their parity starts. Maybe Texas actually will be good. I doubt it, but it could happen. You look, you know, there's just, it's too early to really say much other than Tampa's really good. Yeah. For the schedule they played. You know, if they go next month and we're talking about this in a month and Tampa's still got like a respectable amount of losses, then okay, they're the real deal. But right now, I mean, it's nothing, nothing to take away from that record right now other than, you know, it's a hell of a record to start the year. You know, Yankees did it last year, not this soon. But they bolted out of the gate too. Yeah, the AL East, <clears throat> excuse me, always seems to have that one team that is able to just put it on, and the Jets score right back. Take that, Colts. As Nick gets a strikeout as well, we're still losing three to two in the seventh. We're swinging at everything. I have no offensive. Not been able to take pitches. I've been so unfocused at this game. We are going for two to take the lead. That gamble pays off. Eight seven R score. You love, love, love to see it. So okay, realign. I have an interesting topic here, and I'm gonna press pause. This dude is gonna get mad. Oh frick! I have eleven. <coughs> so enticing. Okay. So, so here's kind of where this all goes down. Could you realign? The MLB. Oh, baby. (laughs) So, and here's where it's going to get interesting. Because I'm going to get it out here and going to try to do this while I talk. So you have the Pacific Division. All right? I'm going to try to do this quick. You've got the Pacific Division. You've got Seattle, San Francisco, the Dodgers, Angels, Padres. You have the West Division, the Rockies, Kansas City, Texas, Houston, Arizona. The Midwest Division, you've got the Twins, Brewers, White Sox, Cubs, St. Louis. The East Division, you have Detroit, Toronto, Pittsburgh, Braves, Saint, or, uh, Cincinnati. Throw it to the South, you have Washington, 
Oakland, Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, you have the Rays, and then you have the Marlins. Now, you throw it to the Atlantic Division, you've got Boston, Philly. Who's on the other half of that? you got the Yankees, and then the Mets. Yeah, and I believe that's it. Now. Okay, but Oakland in the South, what the hell is that about? So that is if (laughs) Oakland moves to Nashville due to attendance. Oh, okay. All right. Then you can have a compelling argument, yeah. And I just gave up a bomb to Brian Reynolds because I accidentally hung a slider. Son of a bitch. Oh, okay. dude. Oh, yeah. I'm. It's 5-2. So, with that, here's where I would move teams. Touchdown Jets, baby. 14-7. Let's go. Jets are rocking. for two. Of course, because that's how we play this game. No punting and no extra points. I just, what the son of a bitch. I just gave a base hit. That should have been an out. Anyways. All we got in, it's good. 16-7. Well, I'm glad you're winning. Nick is taking an L usually on his first couple of games of MLB The Show. So, with that, here's my biggest. L's for days. Here's my biggest. Biggest MLB realignment that you could make. So, if you're, oh no, I, a diving play is going to get another error. I've had two. Oh, that's going to be a base hit. Why is that one a base hit? Screw that. So, here's, yeah. Salty AF. Here's where my realignment theory kind of draws in. I would say you could make a few more divisions to make it interesting. Because, in my opinion, if you're going to do the Pacific Division, you keep Seattle, San Francisco, uh, both the LA teams. If you're going to do the West, this is where I would divide the Padres over to the West. Because you could have San Diego... Uh, Arizona, Colorado, Texas, Houston. Because the Midwest should probably be Milwaukee, the Cubs, St. Louis, Kansas City. Because Chicago White Sox kind of ride that fine line between the Midwest and going to somewhat of an Eastern division. Also, Bryce Harper just hit a nuke, so now we're 5-3. The White Sox could move over to that kind of Eastern Conference. Mid, you could almost call them the uh, Great Lakes going to like Little League talk. You could call them that. I don't know if it would sit well. But the White Sox, to me, are not a Midwest team. The North or the South side of Chicago is kind of more towards the Eastern half of that Great Lakes squad. If you want to take moving Oakland over to Nashville, I would keep... So why Nashville? Why Nashville? It's more of a money side. It's more of you've got a lot of people that are there. Like Oakland moving to Nashville could be pretty good for the franchise. (laughs) Yeah. Moving it out of Oakland might suck, but at the same time, it's like the A's as a franchise have not been good for a hot minute. 
If you take a look at the movie Moneyball and how that was all funded, yes. Oakland as a team, when they played the Moneyball movement, it was great. Everything else out of that, Oakland has not been good for years. They made a wild card appearance against the Royals. Otherwise, Oakland has not been relevant. And so you can move them to Nashville. You can move them wherever you want. Oakland is just not relevant when it comes to that. And I can't lay off an Otani slider to save my life. But those are the two biggest statements I would have when it comes to a realignment is move Kansas City over to a Midwest division. You move the Padres over to a West, and then you realign from there. I don't know where your thoughts stand on that because there were a lot of teams listed off. There was a lot of potential for interesting developments because, I mean, if you look at the Atlantic division, you've got Boston, Philadelphia, the Mets, and the Yankees all on the division. I think that would just be a bloodbath. Well, I was going to say, you know, you look at that, um, you know, Toronto, Detroit, Cincinnati, whoever whoever was in there, that's the one that's interesting to me. It was uh, Detroit. Cleveland's probably in there, too. Yeah. That would make sense regionally. So it was Detroit, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Toronto, Cincinnati. I love that division. <laughs> yeah, because the Jays are just going to run away. That would become the worst division in baseball. If you had an Eastern Conference and that was your thing. team. Oh, that's here's a double saving- of... Picked all Colts off in the end zone. Here's the saving grace for your theory. The new way the MLB puts their season together, everybody plays everybody. Yes. This isn't as division-specific as it was at one point. So you could be in a division with the Reds, Pirates, Tigers, and Guardians, and, you know, it wouldn't be, you know, you you. I don't think it'd be as much of an advantage as people would think. Yeah, You know, if this is two or three years ago where, you know, you play your team in your division 21 times each or whatever the heck it was, yeah, then, then you're going, okay, that would never happen. But with the current setup, there's not really any compelling argument to why you couldn't do that. Touchdown Jets, by the by, 22 to 7. Picked off the Colts in the end zone and turned it into a touchdown. Damn. Offensive production going ham for the Jets. Only twenty four. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're still losing well, five three. Twenty two should say. Now it's twenty four. Heading we're to the in bottom. the second quarter. We're in the second quarter somewhere too. Low scoring again in if the it, first half. Only it, got to forty or thirty or whatever the heck we had in the last game. If anybody can't tell, we go very off topic on this podcast at this point. Because we're hour six minutes in, and I need a base hit and to score runs in two innings. An At, hour and six minutes in. Yeah, but uh, this, you know, it's, it's a rabbit hole. It's what this podcast does, and that's what makes much. it great. But at the same <laughs> time, where you were going with the Eastern Division, if you wanted to call it that, or yeah, because that's Mid Atlantic, whatever you want to say. Yeah, Mid Atlantic. It, it really. It, would it be fun to be in a division of teams that would be awful? Sure. But it, I don't think it holds that much relevance. It really doesn't. Because, you know, 
you would get one team in that division in the playoffs. Yeah. Where other teams are going to get, you know, two teams in. Three teams in, probably. So if you go to the case of, so you'd need a balanced playoff where you get, on average, two teams a division. Yeah. You'd only get one team from the playoffs in that division. So one division would have two, one would have three, and one that that mid-Atlantic or mid-Atlantic. Uh, Great Lakes, whatever, would have one yeah. team because everybody else is bad. So it, it's a fascinating idea. It, I don't see them doing it, but... Yeah, and my dad sent it to me because he loves controversy when it comes to sports. He loves trying to pick and choose of just where you would fight, where you would go. Like He loves seeing teams kind of tangle with each other. And I was really thinking about it, and I was like, you know, it makes sense if you did the realignment this way, if ever they would do a realignment in the MLB. Because it's kind of the same thing if you look at the NFL. Like, there are a lot of teams that you could do realignments with to make the divisions. Some would be a little bit more winning than others. But at the same time, when it came down to traveling, when it came down to... Well, the NFL is a different game yet because you play your division opponents more than everybody else. Exactly. So, like, if you're trying to, like, get Miami, for example, out of the AFC East and put, like, Cincinnati in there. Yeah. That would be, you'd have to look at it a lot more closely, at least in my estimation, than baseball because of how you play everybody anyway. Yeah. And which, also, like you said, that rule did not come into effect until this year. Because I actually kind of appreciate the rule of everybody plays everybody in the MLB. Of course you do. Then you don't have to play the Cardinals and Brewers a whole bunch. Well, but that... you also lose your games of playing the Pirates and Reds a whole bunch. Although yes. that doesn't normally seem to work out very well for you. But, no, you know. But at the same time, it's like depending on if you're a fan, like say, let's go with you're a Braves fan. This man just put Shohei Otani back in. What the fuck? What? How in the... We've officially gone explicit, so we've got that going for us. How the fuck does that happen? He just put Shohei... How did he catch that? No! Oh, he's down to the 16. And we're going back to Shohei Otani sliders. Oh, my God. Here come the Colts with a 118 to go in the half. Oh, Lord. Well, Is the street going to die on the podcast? Wow, what an abysmal half. It's not going to It's not going to die Colts on the podcast. Colts have a chance to score right here and make it a 10-point game. Oh, they're running it. Big mistake, Bucko. He's, he's putting it. He's put Shohei Otani in as a closer at the bottom of the ninth. How? Isn't he gassed from earlier, though? He... I don't know. He's got like two cards, I guess. I don't know how this is working. Oh, the Colts are down to the one with 40 seconds to go and counting. We're going to focus on this a little bit here because Nick's going to try because Bryce Harper's up. He Green can make this a one run. It up four o'clock keeps running under 25 seconds now. Why did I Cold swing at that? Oh, wow. We are rabbit holing so far and I love it, but at the same time, like, 
Oh, Bryce Harper. That was good timing, and I popped that up. That was going to be a nuke. Son of a bitch. Well, touchdown with 22 seconds to go. Oh, my God. Things are happening. Marshall Nick. Falk. Oh, my. Uh-oh. Nelson Cruz. That ball is going to be down. Yep. Nelson Cruz, double. We keep the game alive. Oh, my gosh. He's got only 21. Thank God. We can tie this up in one swing here. Paul Goldschmidt. Come on, Polly boy. Just pull a ball. 22 seconds to go here in the first half. We're going for a touchdown. Touchdown or bust, baby. Big return and then throw that baby as far as the quarterback's arm will let him. I pulled it. He Oh, big, big fast. He's got the edge. He's got the edge. Go, baby. 40. Down to the 38 with 14 seconds to go. Shohei Otani was just on his bench because I just lost because I popped out with Paul Goldschmidt. All right. But anyways, 5-3 ball game. Take it out. Deep ball. It's touchdown. What a play. Nine seconds to go in the half. You absolutely love to see it. Onside kick coming up. Oh, Nick doesn't love seeing wow. his score. But, 30 to 14, pending a two point try. But, anyways, like, as we were going through, I'm going to open up some packs here. Good. 32 14. So, in some cases, you could say that, yes, the realignment of teams would be. Oh, I have diamond players. What in the hell? Uh, we're going to take a pit- pitcher. The onside kick did not work. They had the ball at our 41-yard line with eight seconds to go on the half, down 32-14. Just play a zone. They're going to run. Single back set. What are we doing, boys? But, but as we kind of get through this here, um, they ran. You dumb. What do you do? Oh my God! They're gonna get inside the twenty, but not timeout with two seconds to go. Here comes a field goal try. Are you wow, still at the beginning was, of the half? That's uh, still in the first half. Field goal is good. Thirty-two seventeen at the break. There we go. <sighs> Something like that. Do we have a relief pitcher here starting? Oh wow! We have someone clinched in the XFL. Spoiler alert for our upcoming segment. Let's move on to that because we've been sitting on this for a while. <laughs> XFL, get to it. So we uh we have two teams that have clinched apparently. Uh, North Division Championship is the uh, DC Defenders. Um, we gotta return this kick here. Twenty five, thirty, bouncing outside, zigging, zagging. He's got it to midfield. All right, uh, the Houston Roughnecks are the South Division champs, which I'm I feel like you need more than two teams for this playoffs, but Well Elsewhere the <laughs> Battlehawks are six and two, Sea Dragons five and three, and Vipers two and six in the north. The South has the Renegades four and four. Um the San Antonio, I think that is, two and six, the Guardians one and seven. So schedule. Because oh, I gotta delay a game. What are we doing? Um North Division champ. We're talking XFL. Give us a minute. So we must be doing uh, top two teams in each division. That's what it looks like because there's the South Division champion, the North Division championship, and then the championship game. So there's only four teams that make the playoffs. 
which is fine because some of those teams don't look yeah. really good. I was going to um, say, uh, San Antonio, 2-6, and six, you've got... That's the only, like... Scoreboard winless from team. St. Louis beat Vegas 21-17. Um, Arlington beat Orlando 18-16. Houston beat San Antonio 17-15. And D.C. Oh, that was in a, a bar watching this one. San Antonio, or no, Seattle, I should say. D.C. beat Seattle 34-33. So, wow. It's it's an interesting brand, I will say, because it's one of those of like I honestly don't care, I yeah. really don't, and it's so weird because I remember, and you might have done the same thing back when the AAF came out. This is going back a few years now. This this got hyped when the AAF came out. This was hyped yeah. a lot. Jet forty Colts seventeen. By the way, Nick is starting I a new game. A die hard. Uh, Orlando Apollos fan. Okay. Just pick a random team. And this XFL, I have not had that, you know, like, I don't want to say, like, just need to do it. Yeah. But, like, with the when the AAF came out, there was, like, this thing's going to last. The XFL has been in and out so many times since 2000 that yeah. no one gives a crap. I mean, there's obviously fans that do, and it's one – it's an interesting. Maybe if it gets a couple years down the road and it's still doing all right, maybe there'll be more interest for me personally. But yeah, it's cool enough to watch a football game in April in a bar. But like, yeah, it's it's never been one of those to things. Be like a diehard fan. I mean, we talk about like you know the Battle Hawks, but that's because they're the most regional team. Yeah, which we may have to become a St. Louis Battle Hawks fan if we're going to talk about it on the show, like get a flag or something, hang it, whatever. Right. But you know, Well, as soon as you buy memorabilia, then you're an absolute fan. Yeah, that's, that's, but at the same time, it's once like... You, once you buy it, it's, it's, it's yours. <laughs> yeah, but the XFL has just become such a... It's uh, kind of become a fan. And yeah. In the fact of it's... On, I, I don't know how many renditions it's actually been on, but I swear it's on like a 15th rendition. Yeah, it's... I think, I don't know, it's got to be three or four. It's failed sit, attempts. It's been sitting for a hot minute, and they just can't get people to watch it. And at the same time, I mean, you've only got, what, there's eight teams in the, in the XFL. You can't really do much. I mean... Well, I like what they, when they first did this, their theory was to put teams where pro teams weren't. So, which they didn't exactly do Vegas, Houston, Seattle, Seattle, but like Orlando, San Antonio, Arlington, and St. Louis makes sense. Yeah. Like, especially like St. Louis makes perfect sense. Colts just scored while I was not looking, by the way. Um, But it's, it makes sense to me why you put a team in St. Louis or why you put a team. I make the argument for Vegas because it's Vegas. Even though they got the Raiders now. Yeah, but it's Vegas. Yeah. So I give them a pass because Vegas can. It brings in revenue. Doesn't matter. Yeah. But like Seattle and Houston seems like 
not the greatest decision making of all time, but 40 to 24, tough uh, sledding right now. Only up 16. You hate to see it. But yeah, there you go. So we have half of our postseason for the XFL is clinched with the Defenders and the Roughnecks. Uh, Renegades look like the uh, XFL South runner-up. And the Battlehawks or the Sea Dragons may be the uh, runner-up as we enter the ninth week, by the way. Go Battlehawks! Or tenth week. No, ninth week. Yeah. Vegas at, yeah, Vegas at Houston, Orlando at San Antonio, Arlington at D.C., and Seattle at St. Louis. Big one right there. That could, that could determine who's uh, going to the XFL North championship game. When you have two divisions, uh, you're not a real football league. <laughs> Let's be real. But. Well, they've got eight teams. Yeah. It's, it's. You know, really, I, really I feel hard. like they took a cautionary lesson from the AAF of try to get settled in year one before you just go full tilt with it. Yeah, because there's... But, you know, the bummer about the AAF was the Apollo Orlandos were absolutely going to win the whole thing. And I've never had a team win anything that I'm a big <laughs> fan of. That's like pro, semi-pro, or otherwise. JC picked a team and they were like, yes, yes, yes. AFL is canceled. No. I was going to say, seriously, go back. If you're not familiar with AAF and go back and look at that team, they were, I think they were undefeated when the AAF shut down halfway through the season, which also was like, come on, man. Touchdown Jets. Uh, home run <laughs> for the opposing team for next game, by the way. My, my whole, you know, sports meme of never seeing a title like you said, you finally look at a team and you're like, they might win the whole thing. Uh, dropped off the map <laughs> real quick. <laughs> Canceled. And we're not coming back next year. And it's like, uh, hmm. yeah. hate to see it. Two-point try is good. It's uh, 48-24. Diving catch. I think that's actually the first time in MLB the show that I've legit had a diving catch in the outfield. That was graceful as shit. But at, at the same time, when it comes to football, I've always thought, can you have like a minor league football team? Like, can you have the G League of the NBA? Can you have the minor league of the MLB for your players that aren't there? I know. And exactly. If the NFL isn't partnered with it, the answer to that question is no, because it's a competitor. Yes. Because the MLB farm system is, and we touched on this, funded kind of. By the MLB, not funded nearly enough. But like, yes. you look at pro football or pro basketball and pro baseball, they're not competing with each other. Yes, they're a farm system for the team in the pros. And football, I don't think we'll ever see it. Like the a- NHL's got the same thing. Yes, like they got the AHL and all these different leagues that feed into your main team, which is awesome, by the way. Yes. It gives markets like Iowa a chance to have a semi-pro team. Like you got the Iowa Wolves, the Iowa Wild. Like you've got Sioux City Musketeers. They're a lower level, but same premise. Yeah. We've got all these sports teams around the state of Iowa. But to a long-winded answer to your question is, I don't believe that you will ever see a pro football 
farm system, if you will, because that involves the NFL, you know, putting money into something. Yeah, and they're and not, not about gonna, that. They have a tough enough time managing injuries on their own sport, let yeah. alone minor league sport that does the same thing. It's going to have the same problems because it's run by the NFL. Yeah. So, but yeah, there will only be smaller competitors that will last a little bit before they fizzle out. You've seen it. USF, uh, I want to say USFL, the thing yeah. Trump was a part of back in the 90s. <laughs> then he swore was going to take on the NFL, and it didn't. It didn't The XFL happen. the first time, it didn't. The XFL the second time, it didn't. The AAF, it didn't. It's, the XFL this time probably not going to either. Yeah, it's, and that's the thing that I will say is like, you look at trying to do, and this is also a factor. Physicality when it comes to football is a lot tougher than any sport you'll get because yes, you will probably get injured mm. way worse. Two point try is good for uh, hockey. Hockey's got a thing to say about that, but yes. anyway, 56-24. Okay, so yes, throw hockey into that mix as well, because I completely forgot to um, add that in there. Hockey and football will be the two most physical sports you'll get when it comes to why a minor league system doesn't work, like why a draft pick system, uh, you get guys that get cut on the first day, like cut after the first month, like that league doesn't work as well because it's not, or because it's such a physically demanding sport. I will say this though, the XFL and the other leagues that come from that, you can get draft picks out of there or you can't like, there are a lot of going to feed into the NFL, which is your competitor. Yeah. Not a lot of the time. Like, there are a lot of guys that take the, I got cut from camp, I will go play here, I will still play football. You won't get paid nearly as much as a league minimum. Like, there's a lot of shit that goes on in those leagues that are not good for those players. But at the same time, it's like, I I will say this. You're playing football, you're still playing at a quote-unquote professional level. It may just not be there. There are a lot of opportunities still when it comes to football that you can make a team. So it's hit or miss. Yeah, it's hit or miss on whether you want to take that with a grain of salt. It's hard to make the NFL. It's hard to make any professional sport, but that's where we're at in this day and age. So. Well, there you go. And this is another fine transition point. Let's talk some audience of rain. And for those of you thinking that name sounds vaguely familiar to this show, that's because of it. We've had them on this podcast before audience of rain. They're from Akron, Ohio. They're Akron, Ohio. Easy for me to say. (laughs) Uh, They're a modern rock band came out with a new single and it's, I'm giving it a listen. It's good. You got to check it out. Uh, The new single is called anti venom. You've seen it probably all over social media. We're sharing the heck out of it. Um, you know, like I said, we've gotten relatively relatively close to the band. We've had them on the show, so that's pretty cool. Trying to get them back on the show, by the way. 
which would be tremendously cool as well. That would be um, cool. I would love to be a part of that show because the last time that we had it, I was, I believe, on a hunting trip. Yeah, I was going to say, last time you were, you and RC both were yes. unavailable for it. Which, you know, at all, we have an episode out there. You, gotta go, you guys got to go check it out. It, it is, you know, we go through a whole gamut of things. The episode is literally just, we talk, I talk to audience brain and that's it. There's no sports. There's no nothing else to it, which is tremendously cool. Um, but yeah, they got a new album out. New single, I guess I should say, not album, but you got to check it out. Anti-Venom, it is where you get your music uh, they have a whole listing of Spotify. Uh, well, let's see. They have Spotify. A whole. Where did I find the whole listing? There was a whole list of places they were. They had put it out to. Uh, oh, I should have had this pulled up before. Well, the main one was Spotify. As I frantically flipped through every social media page we have to try to find this, <laughs> we have a lot. <laughs> You can catch us everywhere. <laughs> Sometimes too many. Oh, I gotta delay a game. I'm trying to talk, play a game, and look for this awesome audience of brain thing to figure out where they have it all shared at. Alright, well if Facebook lets me down, then we'll have to just go to the drawing board, I guess, because I, I saw it, but I, I don't remember which side it's on. Uh, well, I don't think it's on Facebook either. Um, Was yeah, it, it just says all, all streaming platforms. So, you know, your Spotify, the whole gamut, Spotify is where I listen to it at. So there you go. But that's something to check out, you know, a perfect, perfectly good segue, great little tidbit there that we're definitely going to share, but you know, that's something to check out. Anti-Venom audience of rain. You can check them out on Twitter and Facebook. Probably, actually, I know they have Instagram because I follow them. Yes, they follow yeah. the show as well. I, I've made I've made no bones about it. Social media and me don't exactly jive <laughs> very well, and I show that on a on a on an episode by episode basis because that's just what we do here. Yes, we're and bad at math, and I'm bad at social media, so it all works out. <laughs> but if you are looking for us, you can find us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We are pretty much everywhere. So, we try. We try. But with that, are we are we good to go? We're an hour thirty minutes. It is one a.m. where we are recording. For those of you that are on the West Coast, East Coast, whatever, we are. Well, way I just on. To, you know, I just wanted to shout out Parlor, and I really wanted to shout out Audience of Rain. Oh yeah, you know, they've been they've been working hard to get that single out today as we're recording it like you said 107 in the old am here in the great state of iowa central time if you will um you know the devils are making the playoff appearance the blue jays are got a big weekend series with the rays and the uh, old jets are up 64 to 24 so there's not much excitement to be had at the end of the episode for the uh, game this time last time there was this time not so much well with that, I think we can call it a night. Are we? Well, there we go. There we go. Another fine episode is uh, put together. I was going to say, I mean, we we broke down a lot of stuff. I mean, we've been, we've been trying to deal with some stuff. I mean, like, 
I went through this week and was talking with JC yesterday, which would have been Wednesday, and we were trying to find a day to record because I keep telling him that this week is the opening day of or the opening week of turkey season here in Iowa. So, I mean, I'm grinding my schedule off. He was watching games. So, we were trying to find a schedule to work tonight, and 11 o'clock became that schedule. And <laughs> But at the same time, we're here. We're recording because we love bringing the episode to you guys because we, we do it for – for you guys more than anything, but at the same time, it keeps us engaged. I mean, shit, we have been doing this show for two straight years, right? Yep. This is second season coming to you guys. Or are we on our third? Like third year doing the show? Or second? Uh, We've had two, I'm pretty sure it's two. We've had two best of years coming out, so we're on the third year, and like I said, like, we there talked we go, about, yeah. yeah, like we See, talked we're about, so good at math. yeah, we can't math. Like we talked about, math is hard. Math is hard. It is very hard. We've talked about it <laughs> earlier on a couple of episodes. JC and RC started this podcast. I joined in a few episodes in, and so thankful that they have invited me on here. And we've kept it going as much as we can throughout the hardships of, <laughs> I will say, a lot of schedule conflicts going through the backlash of job switches, housing switches, like schedule switches, everything. Like we've been here for you guys for our own enjoyment. Cause I mean, shit, we love getting back together and talking about bands, music, uh, sports in general, and just whatever under the sun that we think of. We'll try to bring on a couple of next episodes, some, Pokemon card openings back for you guys because I mean, oh, man. we we know you guys love those. Our Instagram page has said so because one of our highest viewing Instagram videos is both of us opening cards. But at the same time, we just love bringing the show to you guys. So with that, the covert show is going to call it for a night. We are. <laughs> Chilling. We'll try to get the show out to you as quick as possible because I know after this we're going to be scrambling because we want to get the show out before hockey se- or the Stanley Cup playoffs at least take before full swing. The, before the Colorado game tonight. Yeah. As we're doing this on Friday. <laughs> half of what we talked about is, you know, this isn't necessarily set in stone yet. Yeah. So, yeah we're we're going to scramble here a little bit. So we will get this out to you guys hopefully tomorrow at some point. And with that, for Nick and JC, this has been episode 59 of The Covert Show. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, uh, Twitter as well for at The Covert Show. You can also, um, what is our Gmail again? One more time. Thecovertshow at gmail.com. Yes. So if you want to be a guest on The Covert Show. And we know you do. Yes. We know because we will have hopefully plenty of guests kind of coming up in the off season. Cause both I just talked to a guy. So we had a game night coming up or we had a game night tonight. Actually, I was grilling some burgers. We were playing some cornhole, having a couple of brewskis outside. Cause it, it's 81 in Iowa when it comes to April. Like how in the April. hell, how the also, hell somehow slightly warmer up here. It was like 87 today. There you go. So, but one of our friends came over and he said, if you had another, another headset, I would love to be on the show. Cause he's, he's very big in sports, very big in sports betting. So we may Ooh, have sports betting. That's, yeah. now that's, that's the stuff to talk about right there. 
we may yeah. have Girl, a special we welcome guest. Anybody, whatever you want to talk about, within reason. <laughs> We may have a special guest coming on the show here in a couple episodes because we'll give it a little bit. So I've got a contact. There you go. So with that, episode 59 of The Covert Show concludes. I am Nick Hendricks. You can find me on Instagram because we tag each other in the posts. You can find JC on Instagram, even though he is not very Instagram prone or social media prone. He has quoted that multiple times. There's a lot of people, and by a lot of people, I mean like four people that are, you know, close to me in my life that told me, you know, you should get an Instagram. And I'm like, okay, fine. So that's how I got an Instagram. Just want you, just want you guys to know one more thing oh, before yeah. we're done here. Coming up tomorrow, the fifteenth. You know what All that right. is? Give it up for day fifteen. The SpongeBob meme. You'll love to hear it. Oh, Mr. Krabs, when he opens the uh, the Krusty Krab yes. for twenty four hours a day, day fifteen, day twenty three, and the Ash Squidward at the end, and Squidward gives this classic answer of day forty three. <laughs> There you go. I don't think we can end it any better than that. There you go. Day 43, April 15th. We're coming to you live. As live <laughs> as we can get. If you've listened to the hour and 36 minutes, we appreciate you. If you've listened to even the first like 30 minutes, we appreciate you. So this has been The Covert Show, episode 59. We will see you guys next week. <laughs>